Good morning, brethren. Let's open the Word of God to 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. I greet you this morning in the name of our risen, reigning, and returning Lord Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 3 is a favorite verse. It sets forth the glory of the doctrine of adoption. Adoption is the crown jewel of the facets of salvation. You want the whole counsel of God regarding his salvation, not just part of it. Justification is nice, but justification doesn't compare to adoption. Justification takes away our sins and makes us righteous in the sight of God by giving us Christ's legal righteousness. Yet the angels are righteous in the sight of God. They are called the holy angels, but they are not the sons of God by adoption. Here's the verse. 1 John 3 and verse 1. Behold, we just prayed in the back room for your attention. Hopefully this one word by the Holy Spirit aids that. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. It is a great measure of the love of God and God's mercy toward us that we would be adopted into the family of God, making the angels our servants. We're the inner circle in heaven. We are joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ of the whole universe. We sit with him in his throne, according to the word of God. What a blessing. This is the crown jewel of the facets of salvation. Yet, that isn't what I want this morning. We go to 1 John 3 for the first half of the verse. But the second half of the verse is important as well. Therefore... The world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. This is God's secret society meeting this morning. Inside these walls, we have separated ourselves from the world and are meeting together as a secret society of the followers of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul was accused of being a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. The Nazarenes being the followers of Jesus of Nazareth. And we are the same. When the Pharisees demanded of Jesus when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus answered them by saying, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. You're not going to say, lo, there it is, or lo, here it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. It's among us. It's within us. It's taking people and uniting them together around the world in the faithful churches of Jesus Christ, the secret society meets. I don't mean it in any sense of the word, like the Freemasons or the Mormons or others that have their secrets. I mean it in the sense of the gospel being undetected and a mystery to the world. And because it is, and because Jesus was, we are as well. If the world knew who we were and the role that we will play in the future of this universe, paparazzi would surround this building. And they would want pictures of us and interviews with us because we are the sons of God, and we're going to rule the universe with our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. It's the great love of God that made us his children, but the world doesn't recognize that. Come back in your Bibles to a second passage, unusual for me in opening a service, but to 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2, where I can show you again this concept of a secret society. 
We're going to be studying further today in Acts chapter 2 about God pouring out the power of the Holy Spirit on his secret society that was meeting in an upper room of 120 souls that were of one accord and of one mind and how the Lord turned the world upside down with some timid backwoods rednecks from the Sea of Galilee area and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter's going to be a transformed man when we encounter him in verse 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. See, I said it was God's secret society. It's a mystery. The world can't detect it, can't identify it, and don't know about it. They ignore it. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom. Secret society. Secret gospel. Unbeknownst to the world. Which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Right. If the world had recognized Jesus Christ, they wouldn't have crucified him because he was the Lord of glory, their creator and their coming judge. Right. They didn't recognize him, they don't recognize us. We have hidden wisdom, secret wisdom, kept secret since the foundation of the world, revealed since the day of Pentecost to all nations, including us Gentiles. We should rejoice in it. We have a secret society, the followers of Jesus Christ. It's not secret in any bad, esoteric way. It's secret in that the world doesn't recognize the importance of what goes on in Baptist churches around the world. If you come down to verse 15, after the apostle has compared the natural man in verse 14 to the spiritual man of verse 15, look what it says in verse 15. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, which is what the natural man cannot do in verse 14. The natural man cannot recognize the things of the Spirit of God no matter how they are presented to him. He must be changed into a spiritual man to recognize the truth of the gospel. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, their foolishness unto him, neither can he discern him, discern them because they're spiritually discerned. He can't know them. But spiritual men, born again, with a new man, and a spiritual heart, do know them. He that is spiritual judgeth all things. But notice the second half of verse 15. Yet he himself is judged of no man. The world and natural men don't perceive or discern or judge spiritual men. So here we are in a secret society. And oh, the Lord changed things the day of Pentecost. As a sound of a rushing mighty wind filled that house, and God filled that house with the presence of his spirit and filled them individually with the presence of his spirit, and they boldly spake in tongues the wonderful works of God in at least 15 language groups that are represented there. And then Peter takes up and preaches glorious truth, opening the scriptures to us and warning that generation of the judgment that was coming. Oh Lord, bless us today to appreciate what we have and to be attentive to it. You, the men were just led in a prayer meeting in the back room to be attentive to the preaching of God's word. We want to appreciate God's word. We want to prepare for God's word, and we want to be attentive to it. If we're not attentive, the devil will come and snatch away the word of God. In Nehemiah chapter 8, the greatest preaching service described in the Bible in the details of speakers and audience, it says they were all attentive to the word of God. May we be attentive today. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Blessed God, we fall before Thee 
and declare what manner of love, what manner of love you have bestowed upon us that we should be adopted into your family and be the sons of God, joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is not ashamed to call us brethren. Oh Lord, what a blessing. We can speak it. We can think of its fringes. But to plumb the depths of such love, Lord, help us by your spirit. Help us by your word. We thank thee for such a blessing. And Heavenly Father, we also believe the warning there that the world will not recognize us. They have persecuted our fathers in the faith for thousands of years. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would cause us to remember this day the special privilege of being the sons of God unbeknownst to the world with wisdom, hidden wisdom, mysterious wisdom of the gospel telling us of events that transcend every single event they report, record, and imagine. We thank thee, Lord, of heaven and earth that you have made us part of your kingdom, the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that we are followers of Jesus of Nazareth, our Lord and our Savior, who is risen, reigning, and returning for us. Heavenly Father, bless us today. If you bless us, no man can hinder. If you restrain and withhold your blessing, there will be no blessing. We depend upon thee. Heavenly Father, things are impossible for us, but nothing is impossible for thee. Manifest thy power today, sending forth thy spirit to be with us, among us, over us, around us, and in us, that we might appreciate every word that he gave us through the beloved physician Luke in the Acts of the Apostles. Father, we pray no less for every church of saints around the world where God-called men will meet with God-called people and there review the scriptures with them. May the word of God go forth in power in all places. May those men be strengthened and bold to declare the mystery of godliness to them. Heavenly Father, may sinners be converted. May the weak be strengthened. May the confused be enlightened. May the simple be made wise by the preaching of your word. We thank thee for it. Now be with us, Heavenly Father. We thank thee for America, the privilege of living here, and we pray for our government from high to low that you will be with them, that they will legislate and enforce laws that will be for the benefit of your people within these boundaries. Heavenly Father, thank you for every good thing you give us every day. We thank thee for the word of God and the Holy Ghost. We thank thee most of all for the willingness of the Lord Jesus Christ to humble himself and to come into this world and lay down his life for his sheep. We thank thee that he had the power to lay his life down and he had the power to take his life up again and that he did so. And he ascended up into heaven and is set down at your right hand, waiting till you make all of his enemies officially and formally his footstool. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for such a victorious and glorious Savior. Help us to love him more and help us now to sing his praises and to rejoice together with glad hearts and singleness of mind in the house of God today 
for your ultimate honor and glory forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.